Hey everyone, welcome to this week's topic, cryptocurrency and taxation. My name is Georgina and I'm a law graduate at McCabe's. Hey everyone, I'm Shay and I'm a lawyer here at McCabe's. Cryptocurrency and other types of digital currency such as bitcoins, NFTs and even blockchain technology have been a recurring hot topic. They have featured in popular social media trends where thousands of people bonded over how confusing non-fungible tokens were. Most of us at some point have been intrigued with this new form of currency and what this means for individuals or businesses. Today, we are going to be talking to you guys about what exactly this technology is, what are the tax implications for yourself and for your business, and how we anticipate the law will evolve in this area moving forward. Firstly, what is cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency has been defined in the a new tax system goods and services act 1999 as digital units of value that are fungible can be provided as consideration for a supply available to members of the public without any substantial restrictions on their use as consideration are not denominated in any country's currency and do not have a value that it is dependent on ASIC has offered a broader definition stating that crypto assets are a digital representation or contractual rights that can be transferred, stored, or traded electronically. In the Income Tax Assessment Act 1997, it determined that it operates as a decentralized peer-to-peer payments network whose implementation relies on the use of public key cryptography to validate transactions, distributed ledger technology, or other technology to provide features such as security and pseudonymity. So basically, it is currency that is secured by cryptography based on a network that is distributed across a large number of computers, which makes it nearly impossible to forge or double spend. And many of these cryptocurrencies are decentralized networks based on something called blockchain technology. This is kind of like a set of connected blocks and each block contains a set of transactions that have been independently verified by each member within that network. And it must be verified before the transaction can be confirmed, making it almost impossible to forge transactions histories. They have been praised as being virtually instantaneous and are trustworthy and seamless ways of performing transactions. This touches on a new concept to the legal profession, which is smart contracts. But these are programs stored on a blockchain that are executed when the predetermined conditions of offer, consideration and acceptance are met. These are self-executing and due to the blockchain technology, it renders transactions traceable, transparent and irreversible. Lastly, what I found really fascinating was the concept of non-fungible tokens, which are cryptographic assets that exist on a blockchain with unique identification codes and metadata that distinguish them from each other and therefore cannot be replicated. Unlike cryptocurrencies, they cannot be traded or exchanged because of their unequal value and therefore differs from cryptocurrencies, which are identical to each other and therefore can be used as a form of currency or in commercial transactions. The Digital Law Association defined NFTs as crypto assets which may represent the original or licensed literary and artistic works of an author or the unique contractual terms between parties. So this means that it could potentially represent real-world items like artworks and real estate. 
However, Fintech Australia has indicated NFTs may potentially be given a broader definition by the courts in the future, expanding to include JPEG images or have rights to those images, which could potentially introduce IP law complications. But now that we have gone a bit of background on these innovative concepts, it would be really interesting to know, Shay, how is cryptocurrency currently being taxed and dealt with by the law? Thank you, Georgina. It is important to note that in our current economy, there are a number of crypto assets, which obviously include cryptocurrency, asset-backed tokens, securities or utilities, which are subjected to taxation principles. However, for the purposes of our discussion, our main focus is cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, being the most well-established and highly traded type of digital asset. This term makes it easy to confuse that Bitcoin is, by principle, an actual currency. With a global market now totaling in the trillions of dollars, the tremendous potential of blockchain technology and decentralized finance is becoming recognized by mainstream institutions and investors. Recent survey data shows that 25% of Australians either currently or have previously held cryptocurrencies making Australia one of the biggest adopters of cryptocurrencies on a per capita basis. This would account for a potentially significant influx of income for taxpayers and may prompt the need for legislation to catch up on the trends. The question therefore arises, where are we at in terms of understanding and regulating cryptocurrency? Well, the Board of Taxation will be tasked in 2022 to advise the government on necessary reforms to taxation of digital payment transactions and cryptocurrency assets, following the recommendations from the Senate. The review will be part of a wider regulatory reform planned for Australia's payment system, including establishing a licensing framework. Exchanges for trading cryptocurrency and a custody regime for businesses that hold crypto assets on behalf of customers and tax reforms which are intended to address ambiguity about tax treatment of the cryptocurrency. The Australian Taxation Office is in the process of issuing an expansive guide regarding the tax treatment of crypto assets, with some stakeholders submitting that such transactions may require a new taxation event class to enable specific concessions and exemptions regarding trading with this asset given its volatility and that there may be some uncertainty regarding some digital transactions where no capital gains or losses are made. So how is cryptocurrency currently taxed? Cryptocurrency in itself, although bearing the name currency, is considered under Australian law as a personal asset rather than an actual currency. This means that any profit derived from selling cryptocurrency or even NFTs would be subjected to capital gains tax, just as if it were property. Cryptocurrency bears some characteristics which have been found to be, by definition, attributable to an asset or property for tax purposes. These include the digital representation of value of the Bitcoin, its unique Bitcoin address, and the exclusivity of a key pair associated with the same, This is highly reminiscent of the ownership and control rights exerted by owners over their property. So when is your cryptocurrency going to be taxed? The disposal of Bitcoin to a third party gives rise to a capital gains taxation event A1 under section 104-10 subsection 1 of the Income Tax Assessment Act. This means that if the capital proceeds from the disposal of the Bitcoin 
are more than the cost of acquiring the Bitcoin, meaning that a profit is made, it would create a capital gains taxation event. In the case of an exchange, for example, if the capital proceeds from the disposal of the Bitcoin are calculated in accordance with the money or market value of any other property received by the taxpayer through the exchange. When a taxpayer uses Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency in general commercial transactions for a business, for instance, to pay for goods and services or to purchase business assets, Bitcoin would be considered as trading stock or property for the exchange of goods and services for tax purposes. The High Court in the matter of John and the Federal Commission of Taxation discussed a similar concept whereby it was argued that shares and land are capable of being held as trading stock, which were sold in exchange for goods and services during the course of ordinary trade. The rationale from this case was that passing of proprietary rights or stocks uh, to a different individual would fall within the definition of trading stock. Similarly, this concept could apply to trading with Bitcoin and the Australian dollar value of the Bitcoin transactions would form part of the business owner's accessible income. Now, what if just like any of us, a taxpayer is investing money into cryptocurrency simply due to the financial trend or novelty of the concept? Under Section 118-10, Section 3 of the Income Tax Assessment Act, if a taxpayer acquires Bitcoin with the intention to purchase an asset which is to be kept for personal use or enjoyment, for example, buying online merch or games, any gains made from that transaction from solely the increased value of the Bitcoin would be tax-free and disregarded. However, if the remaining Bitcoin is then converted to the fiat currency or transferred to third-party payment gateway, for example, paying someone's bills or buying other goods with a Bitcoin, it would not be a personal use asset and any capital gains made from that transaction are taxable. However, if a taxpayer keeps the rest of the Bitcoin as speculative investment, it is less likely that the remaining amount would be considered a personal asset and would be taxed accordingly. The rule of thumb appears to be that any capital gain made from Bitcoin acquired as a personal asset, if under $10,000, would be disregarded for tax purposes. It is important to note that any capital losses made from Bitcoin classified as a personal use asset could not be used to offset any other capital gain. For instance, now that Elon Musk has recently published an announcement that Tesla would be accepting Bitcoin for payment of their products, it may create the frenzy that an asset may be purchased with Bitcoin and any leftover Bitcoin made and profit appreciating over time would be non-taxable. It is important to understand that if you buy Bitcoin, which later appreciates and claim it was for the personal use of initially buying a Tesla, there is also the component that a capital gain would have been realized from this transaction from the increased value of the Bitcoin alone and would mean that if this amount is converted to Australian dollars, for example, the capital gains made would further be taxed. So where do you draw the line? It is important to look at the purpose for which the Bitcoin was acquired in the first place, the length of time for which the Bitcoin is held, and the nature of any property acquired from the transaction. In short, this means that if Bitcoin is purchased to facilitate the purchase of another income-producing asset, for example, buying a rental property, it would no longer be considered as a personal asset. 
Another example of where Bitcoin would not be a personal use asset is when an individual taxpayer mines the Bitcoin and keeps the Bitcoin for a number of years with the intention of selling them at opportune times based on favorable exchange rates. Mining is purely a mathematical process involved in solving cryptographic equations through which the miner obtains a number of newly created Bitcoin addresses. In this situation, there are several things that determine how this cryptocurrency is to be taxed. First, we need to look at the factors involved in the process, including the amount of money involved, whether Bitcoin had been disposed of or converted, the profit margin made, and the length of time for which the Bitcoin was held before disposal. If, for instance, a taxpayer mines Bitcoin as a hobby, the taxpayer will be taxed under the CGT provisions accordingly as a capital gain. However, if the miner engages in mining on a sustainable basis and derives significant income from the same on a regular basis, any profit made from these transactions would be taxed as ordinary income. So what does this mean for you? Well, according to the ATO, there are three steps to managing your tax responsibilities with cryptocurrency. Firstly, it is important to report the disposal of cryptocurrency such as exchanging, trading, selling or gifting cryptocurrency or converting to a fiat currency. Next, you must work out any CGT. If you exchange crypto for goods, cash or other cryptocurrencies, it is normally considered a disposal for the purposes of CGT and you may need to include a CGT or loss in your tax return. Lastly, make sure you keep records of any digital transactions made. To understand this, consideration should be given to potential issues with cryptocurrency as means of exchange or trade and how the law accommodates for this and evolves to coexist alongside the rapid advancements of technology. The idea of moving from being taught to be cautious of the internet due to hackers and scams towards trusting a complicated, highly technical and extremely hard to understand coded computer system with all of our finances and assets can seem really daunting. And it raises the question, how does cryptocurrency protect individuals against illegitimate sale contracts or scams? Cryptocurrency's rise in popularity has occurred and piqued many people's interest due to the defining nature of cryptocurrency, which is the fact that they are not generally issued by any central authority or third party, rendering them theoretically immune to government interference or manipulation. Mr. O'Shaughnessy, Executive Director for Policy at the Australian Banking Association, believes that in a digital environment, all the illegal activity will flow to that environment because it will be less regulated and it will still have the level of anonymity. Like all technology, it is notable that there are potential cyber risks, as the nature of crypto assets may mean that they are more susceptible to cyber risks than other asset classes. Having said this, like any new concept, there needs to be a lot of trial and error to attempt to regulate and afford protections for individuals. And it has been clear that the nature of blockchain technologies is that it can simplify transactions and reduce fraudulent behavior and prevent people hacking the system. It appears that this is a concern for the Tax Practitioners Board publishing records of last year in which it was apparent that scams, particularly cryptocurrency scams, were prevalent 
and represented 50% of scam losses in Australia as at August 2021, with over $96 million of financial losses occurring last year. These scams would occur in schemes whereby Australians would initially invest a small sum of money and feel pressured from the scammer to invest more and more over time before they claimed that the money had been lost. It is clear that these new aspects of cryptocurrency are rapidly evolving and impacting our everyday lives, which is why it's important for the law to change and evolve with these changes. However, the law has taken quite a a non-interventionist approach to cryptocurrency to date. Currently, and as we understand, cryptocurrency is not comprehensively regulated in Australia. There have been recent changes to laws internationally with the aim of affording protection for individual consumers and businesses from unknown dangers such as scammers or other criminal activities, and as well as monitoring and regulation. However, to ensure that this new type of currency is currently complying with taxation laws in Australia. ASIC has outlined the approach to the regulatory issues that may arise through the implementation of blockchain technology, where businesses considering operating market infrastructure or providing financial services will need to follow the compliance requirements, such as ensuring that there are regulated services, the business maintaining competence in the specific area and having adequate technological resources and risk management practices. I think that when the law is still new in a certain area and case law has not really developed, it is crucial to look at other jurisdictions for some guidance on how to adapt our laws in Australia. In New Zealand's first significant cryptocurrency case, Rusco and Cryptopia, in 2020, the High Court found that the cryptocurrencies constituted personal property. The court, perhaps bravely in the context of long-held common law personal property theory, accepted there were other categories of intangible property in addition to choices in action. In Cerebu and Commissioner of Taxation 2020, the Administrative Appeals Tribunal considered decisions from courts in different jurisdictions concerning the concept of cryptocurrencies. They considered that the advent of cryptocurrencies may have enormous implications for Australia's economy and our system of taxation. In a world where we are moving towards a cashless society, there raises a question of how cryptocurrency and other forms of blockchain technology will fit within our legal system. Australia has recently passed legislation requiring digital currency exchanges to monitor and support suspicious and large transactions. The legislative changes indicate that the Australian government is looking to accommodate cryptocurrencies as an accepted part of society, which can be viewed as a positive step. Lawyers will need to note that there will be regulatory implications for clients and companies who are involved in digital currency transactions. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's Trial by Podcast episode. We'll see you next time.